0: Ready to send it? Uh, no, I want to send an actual. Okay. I
1: won't send it just yet.
0: Wow. Dude, I'm having a technology fail day. <laughs> you know that?
1: I won't send it.
0: Okay. Text Billy Power.
1: What do you want to say to Billy?
0: Hey, Billy, remember when we got into that little debate on Twitter about your France profile pic? Want to get on our podcast real quick and talk about it with me? It'll be fun. I promise. Send. Hi, I'm Matt. And I'm Nate. And we want to welcome you to Don't Feed the Trolls. A podcast where we discuss trending topics, art, and culture. Through the
2: lens of our experiences touring the world and creating art vocationally. We hope to bring topics
0: out of the minefield of the comments sections. And into the sphere of reasonable
2: dialogue. Thank you for listening. Welcome to Don't Feed the Trolls, a podcast where we blurt without the hurt. <laughs> Blurt without the hurt. I like
0: you change it a lot. I'm, That's uh, good.
2: I'm running out of catchphrases, so I could use I could use your help if you want to email us. Hey, don't, hey. Feel, don't email the trolls at, at gmail.com. We could use your help. In today's episode, we are going to have a discussion about... Slacktivism.
0: <laughs> you know, I drove around a bus that said Slacker
2: on the side of it for about six years. You four did? Years. I think they paid for your bus, did they not?
0: Yeah, when Sherwood was on MySpace Records, uh, they got Slacker to get us a tour bus yeah.
2: that had... Big old slacker on it, so everyone was just like slacker. You know everything about slacker activism, is what you're saying. Yeah,
0: so I know all about slacktivism, just because I was a slacker for so long. Everyone <laughs> thought everyone thought that was our band name, which was kind of funny. We had a gas station be like slacker. So what's that? Is that a band? Is that your band? Slacker. <laughs> like nope.
1: You've got a real attitude problem, McFly. You're a slacker.
0: Okay, so I texted Billy because um, Billy and I had a little moment on Twitter where uh, I was like, I didn't even know he did this. But apparently I was like, right after the Paris attacks, I said, now everyone, I tweeted something in the effect of, now everyone uh, upload your your classic tourist photo in Paris, you know. And uh, he kind of tweeted back at me like, dude, that's not cool. I'm glad you took that tweet down. Because I did take the tweet down because I thought, oh, that's kind of messed up. Because,
2: But you were just, you were just anecdotally uh, noticing that everybody who's ever been to Paris posted a photo of Paris.
0: Exactly. And... Nobody posts a photo from the country, the other countries that were involved in the terrorist attacks, right? Um, because so no one you, goes to those countries. So you were pulling the
2: whole uh, double standard thing, saying, "Yeah, everyone cares about Paris, nobody cares about Lebanon."
0: Yeah, and there was one other country that was involved too. I can't remember right now at the top of my head, but um, so that's, yeah, that's your point. You just that—that that is my point. <laughs> If you would have changed your profile picture to that country's flag, I would have had to pull my head out of my ass and actually like figure Remember out what's going on. Remembering was the world. yeah. So he was like, "Dude, I just think you're being negative," and I was like, "Well, what about the other countries? What happens if you live in that country and you're like everyone's profile pic is to Paris, but no one or sorry, French, and no one cares about us? So that's hurtful, right?" Yeah. And that's slacktivism, I think. But what's the true definition of slacktivism, Matt? Well,
2: slacktivism, uh, according to the all-knowing gods at Wikipedia, is uh, usually considered a pejorative term that describes feel-good measures in support of an issue or social cause that have little physical or practical effect other than to make the person doing it feel satisfied that they have contributed.
0: What are some examples, Uh, uh, like hashtag bring back the girls, hashtag ice bucket challenge? Sure.
2: Sure. Or Kony 2012. Uh, well, yeah. Or I mean, uh, anytime you change your profile picture, uh, you know, when uh, pink w- when gay marriage was passed um, by the Supreme Court, everybody had a rainbow. And then after the Paris attacks, everybody had a, a had a a Paris flag. Uh, these yeah. are things that that really require just one click of your button to do. And yeah, um, and the criticism of selectivism is that it doesn't actually. Uh, denote any level of change or any level of aid or any level of positive um, outcome other than it just makes you feel good.
0: So that's really the the core of it all. Is it, does it do something or does it do nothing? Because I think the debate is, is pretty hot out there. Like some people think, oh yeah, if I do these things, it actually does something. It actually puts in people's minds to like think about it. But, sure.
2: Well, I mean, so, f- for you, you would have, if someone was... To be more proactive about raising awareness of ter- terrorist attacks in Lebanon and other countries um, you would be aware of those countries at least, right, like you just said that yeah. you didn't, you didn't even remember who it was because no one was changing their profile picture yes, exactly, so at least on like an, an awareness level you would you would be more aware at least but, okay. but does but the question is does awareness and i think you know historically awareness was the issue because we didn't see everything we didn't know everything we didn't have the internet and social media to keep us informed about everything and so awareness was the big issue but the question is now that everyone is aware of everything does changing your profile picture do any good
0: yeah and it was martin luther king day a couple of days ago it was uh- and What'd I noticed you do that to celebrate? I noticed that. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. You had
2: a one-day-old baby to take
1: care of.
0: A, <laughs> yeah, I was trying to survive. <laughs> um, but as I was, you know, in between, you know, all the things I had to do to uh, keep our house running with two children, um, noticed that like everyone is posting a photo or inspirational quote all over Twitter and Instagram and stuff and Facebook and right. And I don't know. It's like, what if I don't post the photo? Am I a jerk or something? That then I right. don't care about his movement, or I'm not like aware or enlightened. Right. That's the thing.
2: So it's like it, it's frustrating because it's like, okay, we all get it. It's Martin Luther King Day. That's why it we puts, have a day. It puts you in an awkward spot as like a semi-public f- person, you know, being that you 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 know you're the singer of a band and you have fans and stuff. Are like people are going to look at you and, and see that your profile picture is not changed and make maybe and make yeah. a, a judgment on uh your level of morality or but
0: I'm judging other people by going, Oh sure. you
2: you guy, you token. Is guy, that like you. a defense mechanism for you? Like you you're like, you know what? I don't want to be forced to do this just because everyone's doing it and so you guys are wrong, not me. I don't know. I mean,
0: obviously I felt that before. Probably when Facebook started, I've always kind of been that way a little bit. Just yeah. like, oh, jump on the bandwagon and do it. I, I I'm never really been privy to that. I don't like that. But yeah, now that it's been, you know, six, seven years of Facebook, I'm just kinda like S- still. <laughs> <laughs> and this reminds me of like when people post like a one pick per like of someone's birthday right. on like their whole social like I'm so glad it's Cindy's birthday. Right. I love you, girl. Smooches. And it's just like
2: I feel the okay. pressure like when my like, friends and like I think it's very sweet when they do this, like when they're the with- mean when they have like a a a wife or um a husband or a girlfriend or whoever a mom has a birthday or there's an anniversary yeah, there's yeah. like Something this private right but there there's this like display there's this big um rundown PDA. of all the reasons that you love this person and what they've meant to you over the past few years or whatever and uh-huh. i think that's like I think the motivation and the intent is good. It's like I'm going to tell everyone in my circle, my social media circle, kind of how I feel about somebody. And it's like a speech. It's like a, you know, yeah. back in the day, you would have a speech and your friends would be around and you say, My wife is the most beautiful, wonderful, awesome, hardworking person. And you yeah. would honor her. And this, and Facebook is sort of a way to do that now. But I, I feel the same way, where, cause I don't like to do that. And I feel well, pressure to yeah. do that. I would like to say that to my wife in private, and not. But then now I feel like maybe people think I'm a jerk because I don't say it in public, and there's this weird pressure.
0: It's funny because my wife is very private and person, and she texted me a article the other day. Um, the article was basically saying there's probably a negative correlation to how much you post online. It actually translates to your relationship is doing worse. <laughs> And I was laughing because I was like... It's
2: inversely proportionate to how many smiling couple pictures you post. Like, your, yeah. the actual health of your relationship is inversely exactly. proportionate to that.
0: It was awesome. Was, was this
2: like, a study? Like, a scientific study? Um,
0: I don't know. I can't... I don't think so. It was just more like... It was just really well written and it had some good points. The right. saying, like, you know, the
2: more private your relationship is... Looks really, really good. All that means is you're you're posing for pictures instead of actually dating.
0: Oh, hey, we got a text back from Billy. Oh, really? I'd love to straighten you out, of course. <laughs> uh-huh. Let's get him on. Okay, I'm going to text him back. We're on <coughs> right now. It, we'll, we'll see if Billy gets back to us. Right. But this is this is kind of a broad thing. It's it's slacktivism, it's PDA, public display of affection. For all you people that didn't go to a private Christian school and didn't know these terms. <laughs> Ma- making purple when blue mixes purple. with pink. Leave room for the Holy Spirit. Yeah. Yeah. So, and uh, you know, the whole Coney 2012 thing is actually probably the biggest version of this whole thing.
1: Right. Humanity's greatest desire is to belong and connect. And now we see each other. We hear each other.
0: Depending on which side you were on. Because I know <laughs> that the guy who, who was like one of the founders of this went crazy because of all the backlash they got,
2: the Invisible Children found, yeah, the founder, and uh, it got a lot of. Movement. The video got hundreds and hundreds of millions yeah. of views. It blew up yeah. like, um, like what was that? That Korean guy. It was like Gangnam Style for 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 a cause in Africa.
0: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, they're kind of showing, like, yeah. Most people are just going to share the thing, but they share something that they really feel strongly about, right. which leads to donations and leads to other stuff. There was a quote from Kat Jones, did a study on selectivism, and she said in like her opening statements, a case study shows that social videos that motivate viewers to share the video because it's a good cause, and I want to help cause-related sharing, versus example of, I just want to appear knowledgeable about right. a subject can prove to prompt real life actions including donations and stuff.
2: So if you say um because it's a good cause, they motivate people to share it and that that prompts at least income, so it actually has a a, a physical um effect on donations. Yeah. But what but but then the question still remains, does that actually d- does that money actually turn into change?
0: And that's where I think most people who I don't know in the academic world would say, "Okay, so this is like white man's burden," which is a term I heard in, in college. Which is like you know, like wealthy white people feel like they have to do something. Sure. Whereas it's 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 just a very very narrow minded way to look at things. Like just giving money to something. Could make it so much worse. Yeah, you don't even you don't even know. It's just this. Oh, if I give my money, good things are going to happen because <laughs> look at me, you know.
2: Well, yeah, Pat- it's a, it's a, g- give send some money that way, and, and the problem goes away, or at least your cons It's off your it's off of your conscience.
0: Yeah, and then it, it was like they came out with like, oh, forty percent of Invisible Children money goes to like overhead and staff, and everyone was like, boo, it's a hoax, it's a sham. Like they can't actually bring this guy down. Right, it's but these or- the
2: organizations require obviously there's overhead you know so yeah dumb. um it's what are we naive we we think every dollar spent is gonna be like another bullet in coney's head <laughs> yeah i know
0: and, and is that is that the way to solve this sure. so i don't know it's hard it's like cecil the lion starbucks red cups well duh. a lot of
2: these things are kind of post like it, what we're talking about here especially with the coney thing is like a lot of awareness a lot of money was raised yeah, I, I believe even governments um, stepped up to the the challenge of putting some boots on the ground.
0: Okay, so it says U.S. Congress authorized five million reward for information leading to Cody Coney's arrest.
2: Okay, so, so that, the U.S.
0: put up five million to to, to get him. So but, that
2: that's something, right? But but yeah. when then then there's also the social pressure to back a cause, um, you know, something's already happened, like so the Supreme Court ruled, you know, marriage equality gay people can get married and yeah. everybody changed their profile pic to you know have the rainbow overlay and um and that's not something that like they were trying to change that's something that changed and you're either showing so we're dividing okay. now in in support groups either you supported yeah, the, you yeah. supported the the measure or you didn't
0: yeah you stand with France or you don't.
2: Right or you don't we're dividing people and yeah. And to me like I I stood with France and I I believe that gay people should be able to to get married. I didn't put the banner. I didn't do the overlay on my on my profile. You believe what? I, I didn't put an overlay on my profile uh, Matt. picture. How could uh, you? But that's the thing it's like I did feel the pressure because I didn't want to I didn't want yeah. people to consider me as, we as all do. the other. We and I think that's what
0: propels it because we all feel like we have to do something, right? It's like, oh, my Facebook this morning says it's somebody's birthday. Gotta do something. Well, right, 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 right.
2: There's a there's a human need. It's like almost human nature that we have to do something small. You know, we have to. Otherwise, it feels like a loose end. If we just let it go and we let it past us, it feels like there's something unsettling on our conscience. And so, if we click like or we click share. Mm-hmm. or we change our profile photo suddenly it's tied up it's back it's back in its compartment it's not bleeding into other areas of our life yeah um and i think that is kind of the de- definition of slacktivism it's not really being active it's really just to sate our own or appease our own desire to um to tie up loose ends you know that's how yeah, we can I mean, cope with with our lives
0: so it's 2012. You see the Coney video for the first time. Do you remember
2: what you yeah. were doing? No. Yeah, I was like, get this. Do you guy. remember where you were? Yeah, I, I do. <laughs> it's in my apartment. Ed, uh, uh, what do you do? I mean, what do you do after you watch that? How do you feel? Does it cause you to do something? I. Oh, I'm getting
0: some tweets uh, or some texts from Billy, by the way.
2: Let's have Billy talk. Let's let's bring Billy in, and he can uh, he can help it's us coming. sort this out. There Are he we is. Are you all in here? I'm here.
1: What's up, motherfuckers? <laughs> <laughs> okay. I don't know. I, I didn't. You didn't tell me Matt McDonald was going to be on this call. I just spent all morning uh, listening to his bullshit on the Bad Christian podcast. <laughs> yep, I still have to talk to him now, anyway. <laughs> it's some bullshit about birthday presents and why people shouldn't have them. I don't know.
2: Really? Well, I don't remember doing that podcast. That was that was on Bad Christian.
1: Yeah, <laughs> that was from like Christmas. Oh, okay. That's okay. why you don't remember. Narcissism, yeah.
2: narcissism, bro. Oh, right, 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 right. Yeah, I'm the expert they bring in on narcissism. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> what can I do for you, gentlemen? Today,
2: we just had we just decided to have a quick conversation about slacktivism. Nate brought up yeah. that uh, you guys had a little banter on Twitter the other day, or a, a couple months. I don't know when when the Paris attacks happened, um, yeah. and and you have a specific opinion about about what. <sighs> Denote slacktivism and what the value is of doing things <laughs> like changing your profile picture um, to raise awareness or what what have you. What's your defense of, of say something like you know um, say I support gay marriage and I get uh, I get the rainbow overlay on my profile pic. Why is that a good thing?
1: Um. I think that, like, what I would say more than that is that I'm more of, like, an individualistic person. So when I do something like that, I'm not really doing that as an activist or necessarily to make a statement. I always look at that kind of stuff more, like, in a personal nature. So as an example, when I did the uh, Paris thing, you know, I went on a really important trip in my life. Uh, to Paris uh, with Brandon from Tooth and Nail. It was kind of like, um, like a seminal moment for me where I felt like, you know, as a guy that was like in high school, like a high school graduate, that like that I was like in Paris was like a really big deal to me. And so like, I and I knew this girl Delphine that worked for Epitaph, and and um, she was from there and like whatever. So it was kind of like. Any of that kind of stuff, if I don't really know someone, like, for gay marriage, if I didn't really know someone that's gay, like, my wife's cousin's gay, so then I would definitely support that, or, like, whatever. Right. But I'm almost 50, and the people that are doing that, I feel like are kids, or young people, for the most part. yeah. Like, so I think it's a little bit different. For sure, there's people that are like, oh, everybody's putting up a rainbow, I'm gonna put up a rainbow, or everybody's putting up a Paris thing, I'm gonna put up a Paris thing. But I try... I try to not do that stuff unless I have some sort of personal connection or I want to show people that I know that are from that place or are part of that group that I support them Right, directly, and, and, if and, that and, makes sense.
2: And uh and Billy just just for our listeners, which we don't know if we have any yet, but uh you you do a <laughs> podcast called uh you do a podcast called Urban Achiever and you've also, you know, you've been in the music industry for years and years and um you're one of yeah. the kind of like founding people or the early employees at tooth and nail records which my my band the classic crime was signed to yeah for the middle part of the 2000s um that's right uh but yeah that's just for our listeners so i was just saying uh paris was i mean in this case it's not i i just to defend your connection it was specifically an attack on on the music community on right and even more specifically the rock music community it was a rock club where okay, a lot of this that. went down right and so i mean that to me that that's where it really hit me as far as like uh the fact that i've lived so many you know so much of my life has been in clubs like this and just to imagine that happening while on stage it's just that absolutely that really hits close to home is that kind of yep. what what kind of you know
0: spurred Definitely.
1: you
2: to
0: well i you know i'm not i'm not downing the 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 motivation behind any of these things like which is what slacktivism is is really saying like the the motivation's good but does it do anything does right. it do anything and i would say my argument back to you billy i think was like what yeah, you, about all
1: the other people yeah what about all the other countries that yeah. didn't you did can't support did, them unless you support everybody I don't know anybody from Morocco. I guess is the short answer, or right. whatever. <laughs> Morocco, there's your
2: answer. Nate was like, "Yeah, well, what about yeah, Lebanon?" Well, at least and, you knew Morocco. Yeah, at least you knew know. that. <laughs> see, 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 that's the thing is, like, we were talking about. You know, Nate, uh, Nate was like trying to mention some other countries that got hit um, with an attack. Lebanon. And he could only remember Lebanon, and he couldn't remember anymore <laughs> because because his point was no one was being an activist. Yeah, or a no one no one was filling me in on so what's So at least you'd yeah. be aware. But yeah, if it the, the thing about Paris is it at least for me too. And I didn't do the, I don't do the the overlay thing uh anyways. Right. I don't know why I don't. I just never don't, have. Don't
1: don't tell me what to do.
2: But uh yeah, exactly. <laughs> but but it did hit close to home for me. And I, I and I would say it's not necessarily slacktivism because it's it's not like it's saying do this to change something. It's more like solidarity. It's more right. like you're in our thoughts, and we're, you know, I'm with but you. What if, or...
0: But what if I don't do it? What if, what then if? Then you're a piece of shit. Yeah. Yeah.
1: You don't care, dude.
2: I don't care.
1: <laughs>
0: Clearly. I'm just a jerk.
1: My, I love you, Nate. You know that. Uh-huh. Um, the, For me, I guess this is the thing. I feel like the social media spaces in particular are becoming more and more polarized and more and more negative and more and more vitriolic and just everything. Everybody's so viscerally reacts to everything in a negative way. Don't feed the trolls for like for the dumbest (laughs) shit ever. Like, yeah, like uh, like you two is going to invite Eagles of death metal to their show and and immediately somebody in the comments is like fuck you too or they suck or so it's like come on dude really this is <laughs> yeah. what we come to that when someone wants to do something nice for people that experienced a tragedy like immediately some a hole is going to get in there and be like yeah. oh that's dumb why can't it be some cool band yeah and so like I kind of as a general rule if you want like a blanket thing for me personally and this isn't and. In any judgment on anybody else or like whatever anytime anybody wants to do something of a positive nature w- w- irregardless of what their motivation is and who knows what people's motives are for doing things anyway i just i want to cheer on anything that's about positivity or love or we support you or we think that's good or like whatever and, and sure we could get caught up on what about all the other places but i don't know i just want to encourage anything good and just not participate when it's all this other bullshit stuff that makes sense
0: and that's a good point. I mean but really what it comes down to, Billy, did you do the ice bucket challenge? Did you
1: actually pour
0: the ice bucket? <laughs> Hell on you? No, no. You didn't know
2: I got I challenged imagined. like I got challenged like four times and I refused. Really? Yeah, yeah I never, because I don't I, I don't do care about it. But why ALS? not? That's a
0: good thing. That that goes with what <laughs> you're saying. Kidding. That's the that's the golden goose right there. That's like the biggest.
1: I know these I, movements. I mean I guess like if I guess you know when I do it then I really am doing it for a reason because right. I my natural visceral punk like thing in me is always to be like fuck that I'm not going to do that whatever right. that <laughs> I like I'm always like if I don't think about it that's always my visceral reaction is like I'm not going to do that. Why, why right. is everybody doing that thing? Well, like, whatever. So, if I do it, it's like I mean it or I have a reason for doing it. So I mean, you, this had, is
2: the... you had that gut reaction to Nate calling you out, being like, you know, Nate Nate was kind of saying, oh, look at all these sheep doing all the same thing. And you were right. like,
0: wait, you were like, no, I'm not. I'm not in that category. I'm not a sheep, man. I'm cool, man. Come My on, Twitter man. is different than your Twitter. <laughs>
1: I'm a thing for your sulfur or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> Don't try to pigeonhole me, man, with, yeah. with all that crowd. Well, God this is exactly what our
0: podcast is about, is that visceral hate. Troll culture. Yeah. It's troll culture. And we were just like, man, you know, because I was telling Matt, I was like, dude, you, you like draw it to you on your Facebook page. You really need to like find a space to talk about this. And then boom, here we
1: are. I say that to Mark Solomon all the time. I'm like like what are you getting out of this man like like he'll p- go to post something i'm like oh here we go like here they <laughs> here they come like so they they should have like a theme song that comes up <laughs> them, like yeah <laughs>
2: That happens a lot on my page, and I try not to be too, like, provocative about the way I speak about things, but, um, yeah. but uh, like, some of my friends are like, why don't you block people? Like, these people are clearly just trolling, <laughs> yeah. and I just, I can't bring myself to do it. Like, I, I, I'm, like, constantly trying to fight the idea of an echo chamber, like, where we just right. have people who agree. I want but, people who disagree, but I want to stir it into a more reasonable, topical conversation like we're having now right. about slackenism. free
1: A free exchange of ideas, not right. someone going, that sucks.
0: Yeah, but... but <laughs> Most people aren't so amazing that you could just text them in the middle of your podcast and then they boop, they're on. Hey, give me that's your, true. Give me your ideas. That is a real test of uh, you know availability right there. I mean, <laughs> kind of amazing. It doesn't happen this way. We didn't plan this out, everybody. So no, we didn't. Obviously.
2: Well, thank you, Billy, for your input, man. Yep. We really appreciate yeah. it.
1: My pleasure. I'm an honor to be a uh, guest on one of your first six there. <laughs> Thanks for having me. We're
2: definitely going
0: to troll you though once you hang up. So you have oh to good,
1: wait. oh good. Yeah, I'll be sure to get right onto Facebook when I go back at my school here and uh, <laughs> post things some ridiculous comments or change my profile to whatever's trendy today. Right? Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> All cool. right, Billy. Thanks, Thanks guys. Billy. Yep take, yep. take care. You got it.
2: And that was Billy Power of the Urban Achiever podcast. Uh, Billy is well known in uh, in our scene, right, Nate? I don't even know. Yeah. You knew, I didn't. I didn't know you knew him. I was on his podcast. Oh, uh, you were
0: first couple episodes yeah
2: so nate to talk let's just talk about the fact that there's always going to be negativity when someone tries to support something right yeah yeah um yeah. and that negativity at least your negativity that you threw at, at billy was yeah what about these other places what about these other causes and aren't they equally as valuable um which i yes. I get the sentiment because it's like yeah paris is popular it's western we 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 yeah, we value yeah. them but we don't value Morocco you yeah. know because it's not it's it's middle eastern yeah you know and it's and it's a little bit not as advanced country and it's a little bit second world third world whatever it's just not the place we all go you know like we go to europe we go to paris right and so your
0: motive you is know,
2: your motive is like okay everybody Rhode has England. value come on guys but at the same time can Human beings, and this is like a, a philosophical question, can human beings uh, rally around every cause? Like, is it possible uh, uh, for a human brain to do that? It and isn't. if they rally around one cause, it, it does that necessarily mean that they don't, that they are being nearsighted and they aren't seeing the other? Here's my
0: thing. I'm I'm against people elevating other people in most ways. Like... I've always kind of fought authority. I've always kind of fought this idea that like this person's better than me. Um like MLK Day, like um
2: <laughs> MLK's better than me? No way, no. man.
0: <laughs> no, no, no. I mean, I think we all have the ability we all have MLK in us to do something great. Sure. do something amazing. And it's not that I'm against well, obviously that could get me in trouble if I talk about that. Because I'm not saying what he did wasn't amazing because it was. But I'm just yeah. saying like we he built made statues he, for a reason, right? He right? made
2: cho- he made choices, difficult yes. choices, and he made the right difficult choice seventeen times in a row, hundreds yes. of times in a row. Yes, where and we could also make those right difficult choices. Yes. Um, now, not all of us are great orators or speech givers sure. or speech writers. Not all of us. Mo- most of us can't. I mean, he was on like, you know, Hitler level of given speeches. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. But uh but as far as like hit, in a, in, a, in a good as, way. As, in, a, in a good way, right? But as far as like <laughs>
0: be, be careful being the trolls a, are out there waiting. Be,
2: yeah. We n- then we're going to see a, a a split frame of um MLK <laughs> with a little Hitler stash. Um yeah, you're in trouble. But uh but yeah, but as far as making the right decision when faced with an issue, when being like an issue that was very very close to home and going we're going to do something about this. I mean, there are issues like that in, in all of our lives. And I think that's what you're saying is that you can make choices that affect those issues much like MLK did.
0: I guess to finish my point was that when you single out France, for example, you're, you're kind of perpetuating this idea that you, we can all individually care about whatever we want to care about. Either we care about humanity or we just care about the country we've been to.
1: Come on now, people. Let's face it, we're not all going to agree on anything. Why don't we just all go to Paris? I'll go to Paris. Me too. yeah, oui, oui. So that's it. It's settled. We're going to
2: Paris. And a lot of people in the Western world, especially Americans, have been to France, have been to Paris, because it's a well-traveled tourist location. So that hits more close to home than... You would say a fraction of those people have actually been to Morocco or Lebanon. Okay. So for us, it sort of brings it all home. And you can't, like I would say, we we can't really respond to things where we don't have a context or a frame of reference. You well, know, we hear something in China. You've never been to China. You just think, oh, that's that could be Mars. You know, it could be. Not even on our planet, and, you know, it's so far away. Then you go there and you're in Beijing, and then you, you know, whatever, whatever the issue is, whether it's particulates in the air, and you go, wow, it was hard to breathe, and everyone was coughing, and then that's an issue suddenly that that matters to you because it comes. Well, know, I mean, close to home. I
0: totally agree because I Sherwood was on tour and we were in New Orleans about eight days before Katrina. No joke, we were in the French Quarter, we were hanging out, we were having a good time. Yeah. And we were on our way home from a tour. Next thing you know, I literally got to California and then all of a sudden it went on. I was like, I was just there. I was just there. I can't believe it's underwater right now. It's crazy. Yeah. So I mean, in some senses, like, but I didn't I didn't go on social media, you know, and like, oh man, I was just eating banets at cafe, whatever French you know what I mean? I was I I don't know. Did it hit? Did it hit you closer to home? It hit me. It hit me big time because I was just like, man, we just walked around that city and now it's underwater. So I, I did you you do anything about that? I think there was something about where you could donate on Google to Salvation Army. Right. You could. I think I might have.
2: My band went to Haiti, and then two months later, the earthquake hit. And oh, we yeah. had a, we had like a, so we we put this little you know series together like we we, we shot some video down there, um, and and so like we were like what can we you know what can we do but it was I remember just being so impacted by it like seeing buildings that yeah you know pictures from where we stayed and stuff and like it's all rubble, um, hearing you know stories of people that we knew and their family members were dead it's just. That strikes you, you know, and that's not yeah. that moves you to action. That's more than just, I would say, changing your profile picture or, or texting, you know, at the Red Cross, t- a couple of dollars. You know, we did a pre-order for our album, uh, Vagabonds, that came out uh, 2010, and, and donated like all the proceeds to. Like So we were mo- we were motivated to do something. We didn't really know what else we could do other than just, like, send money, but... Yeah. I guess awareness is half the battle,
0: right? You know, just... I mean, well, that's just yeah. G.I. Joe, back from the day, dude. Now we know.
2: And knowing is half the battle. G.I. Joe! Knowing is half the battle. <laughs> right? Intelligence. But what I'm saying is the human brain can only be limited to a few major causes. And... You think? Beca- because it's all traveling like because all of the causes were inundated with all these causes all the time okay yeah we we can't compartmentalize them as well like you can't like you literally like philosophers say you can't be uh an activist for human rights animal rights gmos the environment anti-war and anti-poverty all at once you really can only have a couple because eventually you really think those, that? That's yeah, interesting. the cognitive dissonance... The, eventually, the, they will clash, and you just will have so much anxiety. These are huge issues. You need to dedicate it to some. So, like in some way, I see the slacktivism as as a way to kind of compartmentalize and brush aside these other issues that you cannot dedicate your time. And you're energy right. To. I mean,
0: you can only you can only do so much as one person, and, and if we don't, it's going to definitely be a you know, episode of Portlandia. Right. If we try. You know, <laughs> right. Where people walk out their door, their whole day they're just stressed out because everything they do is a cause, and I get that.
2: Right. Um, I mean, there's. Uh, um, you know, what's that? Um, I saw I saw a video online where where everything was. Uh, it was like a politically correct video too. Mm-hmm. Like a, a couple of friends are sitting around trying you know, talking about what they wanted to do that day, and everything was off limits because of some cause. You know, like, we could go swim in the ocean, but, like, that's, you know... Hey, you guys
1: want to ditch, come to my place, watch Seinfeld? Not a lot of diversity in that cast. Okay,
2: Honey Boo Boo. Poverty tourism. 24? Torture porn. Girls? Nepotistic casting. Hmm, the news. Makes money off panic. Okay, we could play Mario.
1: Regressive gender stereotypes. Okay, well, you guys want to go to the beach, wade into the ocean, and lie on our backs for hours? I could do that. I'm down. I'll drive. Carbon monoxide. Or we could take the bus. Oh. Public transportation spreads disease. hand sanitizer. Super, Super germs. germs! Also, I just realized that the ocean idea is bad because technically we'd be littered. Why don't we... Animal cruelty.
2: If I were to say the cause of slacktivism is pretty much that we need to tie it in a bow and put it off to the side so that we can live so that we're not up at night worrying or freaking out or having fear guide us.
0: So I guess this is, this is the real asset to having a whole body of humanity is that we can all collectively care about each other and it takes everybody in order to really care about everyone else. And so slacktivism can be good in the sense that it does raise awareness. It does get other people to go, "Hey, you didn't know about this thing, but maybe you might be super interested in it." Yeah. Right. And so, I mean, that's what happened to me. I mean, I watched a lot of uh, videos about our food system, sure. And so it caused me to go out and buy some land. So I went out and bought some land, and I'm actually going to start doing it myself. And that's um,
2: and that's integrity. You're you're not slackivizing. You're activating. No. I think actual conviction leads to action, and that's like my my big problem with. With people who want to constantly talk about these causes, I think- matter.
0: if you can track down the guy who started the original ice bucket challenge, <laughs> I'll give you a hundred bucks. <laughs> All right. I'll, I'll- if you can find the guy who started it and have him on this podcast, I'll give you a hundred of my own dollars. I'll do my best. All right.
2: Well, thank you for uh, listening to uh, this episode of Don't Feed the Trolls. Um, as usual, you yes. can go to trollspodcast dot com or email us at don't email the trolls at gmail We'd love to hear your input and your feedback. And if we we likely missed a lot on this episode, we try to keep them short. So um, fill us in. Yeah, thanks for listening. And uh, and, and don't hate. Cheers. Procreate. <laughs> That's terrible.
0: All right. Logical um, discussion without the concussion. There it is. <laughs> That's great. Logical. Yeah. I'll, I'm glad you've come to the other side. When your beliefs in football. (laughs) All right, we'll we'll catch you guys next time. We'll probably edit all this out anyway.
1: (laughs) Have a good one.
2: Yep.